Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound with our special Valentine's Day episode. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Well, now you've shamed me into making it love. Love is our general manager. Cupid. Cupid is is a strange character. Cupid is stupid. Stupid Cupid. (laughs) I was going to say Bill Barr. William Barr, the attorney general. Why are you going to make the attorney general the general manager over love? The attorney general manager. How about right Bill Barr as Cupid? Oh, Lord. Huh? Boy. Love. That should be your general manager in your life every day. Every no, day of your life, love. That's a nice statement. Exactly. You know what love conquers? Hate some. Most. <laughs> love conquers most. Yep. Um, The special Valentine's Day edition. I was watching my fourth grader do his Valentine's Day cards uh, at the dinner table. Ah. The fabulous annual tradition of obligatory filling out forms. Yeah, I actually think, though, and I used to have a different attitude uh, about this, um, but then watching my son do it over the years. First of all, they changed the rules, at least at his school. You just, um, everybody gets a Valentine's, everybody's got to get the same thing. That's the rule. And, uh, and communism, and, emotional communism. And like when I was a kid, you, they sent home a, um, a, a list of everybody's names in the class. And then you wrote out a specific Valentine for each person and everything like that. And in retrospect, that is some of the very best training for actual job of anything <laughs> I ever did in school. You'll do so much of that when you get your first job, having a list of. And having to put this together and this together and make sure there's the right number and then they got to go out yeah. is 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 ninety percent of your first two two jobs you're going to get. Double check it, make yeah. sure you got them all. Yeah, right. that that is a better skill than practically any it, uh, half the crap they teach you in school is get this list and figure out how to put it together. And I thought that's it. That I don't know if it, it was originally invented with that in mind, but it is to put together your taxes, just all kinds of stuff you do at work. It's drone work. Yeah. But uh, you got to do a little double checking. But man, they're they're really adamant about everybody getting the same thing. And my wife and I were telling our kids last night about what Valentine's Day was like when we were kids, and what a cruel, cruel day it was. Oh, it's just in retrospect, just a horrific Lord of Flies like behavior. We're a stronger country then, Jack. Yeah, I wonder about that all the time. In that, by eliminating all cruelty, we've become too soft or something. But it's pretty hard to justify. I mean, I've never even had daughters, but it's pretty hard to justify what it is for girls Yeah, the way Valentine's Day used to be. Yeah, my heart aches for certain uh, young girls I remember. 
especially and some guys too, some little boys. Yeah. Uh, back in in elementary school, yeah, it's 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 awful. You know, maybe you could say it's making us a softer country, or maybe you know it's uh, we're in the position where we can eliminate some of that Lord of the Fliesiness. Uh, I think we probably eliminated way too much of it, but I would say crushing the spirits of seven-year-olds oh. isn't that handy to the national defense. Now, in my uh, time and place, Valentine's Day was, um, first of all, for whatever reason, every pack of cards came with a couple of skunks in it. There what? were a couple of skunk cards. Yes, for people you dislike, so you could make it clear. Yeah, and you'd give to those people you dislike, and there'd be some girls, and they were usually the girls that were not, you know, genetically blessed with symmetry, which is, what is, way is that to judge human beings? And they would get all the skunk cards. Yeah. And it was just, and everybody thought it was funny. And it was just horrific looking back on it. Well, this is a sad and depressing opening segment to the show. I hope this is not a trend. It's good. It's, it's true. It's, it's good. It's damned right. interesting. Yeah. I'd like to actually know, at what point did society decide, that's horrible. Why like, are we doing this? Yeah, I'd like to, to hear a, a historian and a philosopher and, I don't know, somebody else. Uh, I'd like three people. I like a nice three-person panel. Uh, discuss, you know, why that was, how it's changed. I mean... Was it that it, way for 200 years and well, then we stopped? It, when it was moments after 50 million people had died in World War II and we'd beat back the Nazis and, and the, the fascist and the imperial Japanese. People always bring up the Nazis, never forget Japan. Anyway, um, it just could be we were a hard people. We're hard, ready to fight, not particularly interested in, in mamby-pamby feelings for a while. We would all make, uh, every year of my life anyway, we'd all make a little mailbox or a box sort of thing for our desk. Mm-hmm. And then everybody would walk around on Valentine's Day and put in cards. And, and, and some people would get like two, and some people would get 30. Yeah. And it was just a popularity contest where you, where you had to, you know, you waved a flag of who's popular in front of everybody. And just and my wife said she dreaded her and her friends dreaded Valentine's Day every year. You don't want little kids, little girls dreading Valentine's Day. Yeah, I I think we could probably beat back the Nazis again yeah. without crushing the spirit of seven year olds. Yeah, so I understand the <laughs> everybody gets the same thing. Here's uh, what routine. you tell your son, Bernie Sanders over here. Now the not getting to run on the playground because it rained yesterday, we could eliminate that. Oh, Lord, or You're not at all because of liability concerns. The monkey bars Uh-oh. that have been in the parking lot there at the school for 50 years, and everybody climbed on them for the first 45. Yeah, but now you're not allowed to. We could eliminate that because of the hundred. I mean, 25. I mean, 10. I mean, two. I mean, zero deaths <laughs> on those uh, monkey bars. Of course, Jack, remember, any jackass can kick down a Valentine's Day mailbox. Do we have that clip handy? We're going to use that well, 500 times today. To build put one. that on whatever button you got to put it on, because we're going to wear that clip out. And we, we don't have it available now. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? Well... Good, but I got to leave right after the show, guys. I got to go home, dip myself red, and get in my Cupid outfit. I understand. Well, you're yeah. a, you're you're engaged. You're at like right. the height of Valentine's. Right, and I already shredded uh. the rose petals, so those are yeah. set to go. But you got a whole bucket of shredded rose petals. Yeah. Shredded, Jack. You might know this, but <laughs> does IHOP take reservations? Do, do they? <laughs> Jack, you might know this. I'm a walk-in, usually. You're going to have to uh, go in the back and explain in Spanish that you would like a heart-shaped pancake. So I hope you're ready for that. I was at a bagel place yesterday, and I ordered a couple bagels. He said, do you want the heart-shaped ones or the regular? I said, do they taste any different? And he said, no. I said, oh, but the other ones taste like love. <laughs> My just, favorite part he of He said, this... do you want the regular ones or the heart-shaped ones? <laughs> we got a line, dude. <laughs> 
Yeah. Have you ever been Hilarious, in, sir. in the what grocery is your store? Order? <laughs> what, Michael? Have you ever been in the grocery store on Valentine's Day, though? I have. And oh, yeah. I'll be there today. All the guys I'll be in there today. line. Yeah, I take the kids. It's kind of a fun thing we do together, get stuff for mom and everything. So, yeah, but it is it is mayhem at the grocery store or the Walgreens or the CVS. Just crazy. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. It was on this day in, I believe, 1967 that uh, the greatest singer of all time, in my opinion, I don't want to get flamed online for being wrong, but in my opinion, the, greatest, be. the greatest singer of all time uh, recorded what is probably... Weird Al? No, no. Uh, what is probably uh, her most iconic song. R-E-S-P-C-T, find out what it means to me. R-E-S-P-C-T, take out T-C-T. What year did you say? Uh, 67. 67. And, uh, yeah, that you, is arguably Aretha Franklin. That's I, a perfectly good name to throw. She's out fantastic. I'm sorry if she ever covered one of your songs, but that's her song now. Uh, <laughs> she is just phenomenal. I could listen to her uh, all day, and I think that's what I'm going to do today because I was reminded her of her by this random internet thing saying, "Oh yeah, today in this day in history." So now I'm going to listen to Aretha all day. It's I not suggest, a bad plan. I suggest others do the same. She's wonderful, especially on this day of love. Would I be correct that you are without a Valentine on this Valentine's Day? You would be incorrect. I'd be incorrect. You would okay. be incorrect. Sir. Wow, fantastic! Oh, Good for you. Wow. You got He's big plans. Here. He's Man. kept it kind of quiet. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm doing something. Big plan. No, but <laughs> will you be without a Valentine tomorrow? Oh, my. I didn't think I'd make a big deal of it. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, February 14th, known as Valentine Day. The year 2020, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin then. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. My perfect Valentine's Day? I'm at home, three cell phones in front of me, fielding desperate calls from people who want to buy one of the 50 restaurant reservations I made over six months ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That is that is a good scam. I love Dwight Schrute as a character. One of the funniest he's ever been on television. Yeah, that's uh, that's that is a good one. That's from The Office, the hit uh, series on uh, this. That made Ricky Gervais a gazillionaire. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we got some Valentine's Day stuff, and obviously some other stuff. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good, very nice for a Friday, and we have clips of the week coming up in yeah. moments. The Attorney General actually saying to the President, "Look, I can't do my job if you keep tweeting like that." Yeah, is newsworthy. No doubt about that. Yeah, it is. Uh, All that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Lady love. Lots of love songs on Valentine's Day. Michael, nice job digging it. Um, uh, the uh, mainstream Democratic Party, the establishment is in love with Michael Bloomberg. we got some examples of that coming up. And then a little pushback from uh, some reporters who would like to remind you of some of Michael Bloomberg's life. So that'll be entertaining. What did Bloomberg say? We got that. We got that now? We got that? Got that? Wait. He, we have any jackass can kick down a barn, mm-hmm. but it takes a good carpenter to build one. Any mm-hmm. jackass can kick down a barn. Make and you stop and think. How are you going to argue with that? Right. Probably right. chanting, knock down the barn or you're a jackass or something at the convention. Well, you got to work for a while mm-hmm. on that, uh, that chant. It's not great. Mailbag. Woo-hoo. Michael, 
Apparently, word did not reach your ears. We had a technical challenge. We're going with mailbag first. And then... Clips of the week. Clips of the week delayed. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from George Bernard Shaw. Liberty means responsibility. That is why most people dread it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And and we'll be returning to that theme in a moment or two, uh, Jack, in terms of socialism. Which removes a lot of people's uh, responsibility. Sean, the text line said your cat does not count as a valentine. Mm. So. Interesting observation there. So if any jackass can kick down a barn, William writes, you two prove any jackass can host a radio talk show. It's a little less than charitable. What? Not sure we deserve that. Mm. Justin in California. Justin in Calunicornia with what might be my favorite email of all time about socialism. And it's evil. And we have received quite a number because that is rather a passion of mine and, and, and our good friends in the audience know it. A reporter a asked, passion of ours. A reporter asked Bernie about that label yesterday and his answer we'll have that later. All right. Hola guys, I thought about the attractiveness of socialism. Socialism is like that hot member of the opposite sex in your town. All they have are horrible relationships and worse breakups, but they're still really attractive and they swear they've changed. They haven't. Delete their number. They will only hurt you and your friends are just trying to help you. Boy, that is perfect. That is a perfect metaphor. Fantastic, Justin. Nicely played. Sounds good, though. Exactly. Well, it's hot. It's super hot. A-A-N-G, writes Chris. Faggity CJ here. Friend of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years. What Over 20 years have we designated as faggotoy? Because like we've been that. doing this damn show so long now oh, that boy. it exists. OMG, that Elizabeth Holmes uh, interview today was hilarious. Um, couldn't stop laughing. Well, that's an odd thing I'm, to say about an, a news interview. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, Elizabeth joining us now in the studio for some reason. <laughs> I have my wolf outside. I know you guys are uncomfortable around it's it. It's not a friggin' wolf. If you it's literally a dog. Can't it's a regular dog. If you literally can't stop laughing, you probably should see a doctor. Yeah, let's see. Oh, and here's my favorite line. You might be crazy. Thank you for continuing to provide exceptional entertainment and objective information in this increasingly muddled and opaque world. Will we ever have listeners who are fag hack? Probably not. Pardon? Friends of Armstrong and Getty over half a century. (laughs) Well, that would be... Oh, I'd be old as the hills, man. You think I'm bitter now? (laughs) KMTWF, keep mocking turtleneck-wearing frauds. Thank you, CJ. Wow. Okay, I'm going to go now. i got to take my dog out. I'm sorry, my wolf out. You said it! No, I didn't! You said it! (laughs) (laughs) And she's gone. (laughs) Scott writes on the topic of shopping and booze, Good morning, Jack and Joe. Uh, Out here in Oregon, we have a Fred Meyer. It's a step above Target. I know Fred quite well. Thank you very much. But I was at Target late at night last night. I'll have to talk about that That's a step below Fred Meyer. Our local Fred Meyer offers stone-baked pizza, fresh sushi, and a lovely lady who offers samples of fine cheeses. They also have a full bar, and I would be lying if I didn't uh, say I stopped by the bar while the wife shops for groceries or clothes for the kids. 
Mm, that sounds nice. A shopping bar. Yeah. I love that idea. We love can do. It. We'll do clips of the week next segment. That'll be fun. Yeah, that's fine. We, how much time do we have? Either way, it's it's it's. it's so I, yeah, well, I need a Fred Meyer in my neighborhood. Bring it to my neighborhood. Uh, let's see. So this is Aloha Al. Uh, he says, this is, a, this is a story of drama and, and, and pain and angst. Uh, Aloha, guys. I ended up in the emergency room at Kaiser here in Hawaii this week with chest pains. I was in my room for four hours while they did all their tests. While I waited in pain, I was able to listen to your podcast. Wow. You guys are great medicine. Thanks for your entertainment and humor. Wow. He's right. okay, though? Right. When you're in crippling pain, we make it slightly not as bad. The Armstrong, let's work on that wording before we have the low voice guy uh, record it. Yeah, I don't know what, uh, yeah. Your podcast saved me from the uh, agonizing pain. So we'll get into the actual quotes and we'll play some of them for you coming up. Glad you're uh, feeling better, Al. Yeah. We'll, uh, Jack doesn't care about you. He just wanted to move on to the show. I wanted to let you know, Al, forward, we're thinking of you. Forward momentum, very popular. Kindness um, and love, very popular. Um, the uh, Trump, Monster. Trump leaning on the attorney general in some people's eyes or tweeting at him anyway, and uh, I think the attorney general rolls his eyes, but anyway, the attorney general saying yesterday, you got to stop doing that. And so a number of uh, powerful Republicans coming to his defense. We can play all those clips for you. Barr's defense? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, very good. You know, just uh, tweet about the Department of the Interior if you want, but not about the Justice Department. It's kind of a thing. Or blast little Mike and all those people. You know, that's fun. We all enjoy it. Sure, everybody enjoys that. Clips of the Week coming up in a moment or two. Well worth the wait, we promise. Romantic music on Valentine's Day. Michael and Sean are dancing. Oh, this is romantic. That's nice. How do you not sway to this song? Oh, it's pretty hard. Um, so a, a fake news story traveled around about Mayor Pete yesterday that was outed fairly quickly and died fairly quickly, but there'll be a lot more of those this election season about everybody. Uh, I've got uh, my favorite statistic of the day, mm. which... Uh, Put some things in perspective for you. Four-sevenths. That's a good one. That is a good one. That's a good one. My um, wife is, uh, you know, counting calories, trying to be disciplined, lose a little weight. And, uh, we had a frozen pizza last night because I got home late and we were lazy. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the uh, this little uh, app she has, has it uh, divided by fifths, a fifth of a pizza. How many uh, calories is that? Who does Who? that? Would cut a pizza into five slices. How would Nobody. you even do that? It'd be, it'd be work. That's perverse. Mm. I mean, you can't go all the way across the pizza with your pizza cutter even once. Well, right. Or you've screwed it up. Yes. It's, it's perverse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can see why you'd be incensed. Probably the Chinese I, uh, trying to undermine us. About the metrics. It's probably, it's probably a damn Chinese app. So before we get to the Attorney now, General. Come on, China! The Attorney General saying, uh, whoa, 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 with the tweets to the President, which is kind of interesting. It is. Uh, we got to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's something we call Cow Clips of the Week. Let all those feather-haired douchebags get their Oscars tomorrow night. 
Their handsome good looks will fade in time. We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow. And when she gives birth, we steal her baby. That's a great question. What did you think of Fidel Ismo? I'm here to announce the indictment of Chinese military hackers, specifically four members of the Chinese People's Liberation Army. We started to mistake discipline and rule of law for being mean. And it is time that people who make the laws listen to people that treat the patients. Stop it already. Help us help these patients. It's making me sick. And thanks to you, a campaign that some said shouldn't be here at all has shown that we are here to stay. But if you're willing to spend a year eating bland food in sub-zero temperatures pretending to care about how big a pumpkin is, that's how I know you really want to be president, okay? The best in show goes to the standard food. Yes! 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 I admired Senator Sanders when I was a high school student. <laughs> the Republicans have said they hope you would learn a lesson from impeachment. What lesson did you learn from impeachment? Uh, that the Democrats are... Oh! Oh! Failed at the end! I didn't have the crooked. Mm. Well, Dang it. Idiot. So, um... Just didn't stick the landing. Fell I right on his face. didn't remember that New Hampshire was earlier this week. I thought it was last month, so... That's the way time flies when you get older and uh, in the modern media world where whatever's a big story this hour will be gone by the time we get off the air. Well, and with the exhaustive and exhausting coverage of the news media of everything that they latch onto, I'm often over things before they happen, which is not a good way to be. So President Trump was tweeting at the Attorney General, Mr. Barr. Well, he's done it several times uh, since Mr. Barr has been Attorney General. And tweeted about, I'd say more generally, matters in front of the Justice Department at the time. How he thinks they should turn out. Yes. And uh, the Attorney General uh, yesterday uh, made this statement. To have public statements and tweets made about the department, uh, about uh, our people in the department, our, our men and women here, about cases pending in the department, and about judges before whom we have cases... Uh, make it impossible uh, for me to do my job and to assure the courts and the prosecutors in the in the department uh, that we're doing our work with integrity. That's a really strong statement. Makes it impossible for me to do my job. Right. My guess would be that the back channel communication was, look, if you keep doing this, I got to resign. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to resign. Right. Right. You know, in spite of what you hear on CNN, which is just, they're apoplectic and they're just pitching sensationalism because they're desperate. Uh, Bill Barr is a, a man with a sterling and solid reputation. He's This is the second time he's been the Attorney General of the United States, and he takes it very, very seriously. And he's not going to... I heard he was Goebbels on MSNBC this morning. That is surprising. Not surprising, but ridiculous. Uh, but he is not going to let the president make it look like he is a lackey well, where or do they... lacks discipline and, uh, and, and ethics. Where do the heavyweights come down on this? Well, the uh, leader of the U.S. Senate, Mitch McConnell, was asked about it. 
the attorney general has said it's making it difficult for him to do his job. I think the president ought to listen to the attorney general, who's an outstanding uh, law enforcement officer. He's, he's a top person in, in the country. The president made a wise selection in picking Bill Barr. I think I've got to listen to him. And Lindsey Graham said Barr is the right man at the right time for this job. He has my complete confidence. So that's probably the two biggest Republicans in the party outside of Trump. Lindsey Graham and Mitch sure. McConnell? Or might as well be, yeah. 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 Close enough. And sure. uh, they're saying, yeah, uh, we're with him. Uh, Barr makes a really good point there, uh, Mr. President, sir. So, let's see how this turns out. Trump is all id. It's one of the great things about him. Does he it, ever? It may even be what our times demanded, Jack. Yeah. On the other hand, there are times you gotta, you got to throttle back a little bit. Does he ever, and we may never know the answer to this because it would only be in his own head, does he ever think to himself, I went too far that time? Does he no ever idea. think that? I don't know. I don't know if he does or not. Yeah. I, I've. There has never been a president I have felt less able to psychoanalyze than Donald J. He's a unique fellow. And there's an advantage to keeping it that way, have everybody guessing, including all of his opponents. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's been open about how he uses the I'm a, a crazy guy uh, image in negotiations. And it's worked quite nicely with China, by the way, so far. So it would seem. Oh, how about that? That the Justice Department is charging Huawei with violating the RICO Act, saying they are a criminal enterprise. They exist to steal technology, violate uh, copyrights and patents. They are a criminal enterprise. We'll have to talk about that later. That's a good story. Huawei. Um, what, what did I say? I had the statistic. It seemed like there was one other thing I teased. Oh, golly. We, well, we talked about uh, the, the, the bar thing. Yeah, we did that. Um, okay, here's here's a statistic I really like. All right. It's Valentine's Day, by the way. Don't is it forget. a fifth of a pizza? Don't forget. I mean, I don't know what your relationship Sick. is, but you got you got to acknowledge it somewhat, don't you? I mean, I'm not I'm not a you should pretend it doesn't exist guy. Right. I just have always said every successful couple I've ever known doesn't take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just been my anecdotal experience. But I'm not for. Uh, I don't think you should like. Act like it didn't happen at all. Right. You're not like some sort of fundamentalist who's against celebrating birthdays. But it's got to be a certain level of fantastic or the relationship is ruined. It's just, I don't know. Mm. I know how those relationships generally end that I've seen. Uh, there's a lot of crying. Uh, there's uh, some fighting. The, their friends are crying. <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. Usually uh, unfolds at a bar in some scenes. Mm. Um, so, anyway. Good luck with that. Uh, from the Journal Journal of Family Medicine, who keeps track of this sort of thing, there are way more deaths from selfies than from shark attacks. <laughs> and it's not even close. Wow. 259 people died worldwide in selfie-related accidents in the same period of time that they looked at where 50 people were killed by sharks. That's over a six-year period. Wow. Middle of the decade. Wow. So while shark attacks have gotten so much attention, and, and no doubt selfie deaths have, have climbed over the years. Yeah. Partially because um, uh, we like mocking stupid people. Well, Forgetting what they deserve. I know I do. Um, but, well, it, it strengthens but it's, the herd. But it's Darwin not, taught us this. But it's not even close between 2011 and 2017. And I would say 
selfies are going to grow a lot. I mean, that was the early days of people taking dangerous selfies back in 2011. Uh, the bigger Instagram gets, the more the death toll will rise. But in that amount of time, there were 50 people killed by sharks, a hun- uh, 259 killed by selfies. So it's Whoa. not even close. Five times? Yeah. And I would expect oh, I it to that. be 10, 20 times in the coming years. Certainly could be. So don't ever mention Depending sh- on how the sharks go. Of course, I can control whether I die by taking a selfie pretty much completely, and I have no control over a show. Well, right. I rarely go in the ocean, so that that limits my chances. Uh, not going to get me in my bathtub or my kiddie pool. Um, and I got the, the typical examples of what uh, brings people down with the selfies. Uh, falling down hills is a big one, off cliffs and down hills. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Off of bikes is huge, uh, bigger than you might realize. Bike selfies. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Well, I never would have guessed that. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to you getting to my favorite. But I don't know on. if it has to be a selfie, but uh, while I was sitting with my one son waiting for my other son to get out of school, we are sitting there kind of by the school, and we saw two different like college-age girls go by on their bikes, riding no hands, thumbs flying on their uh, phones, looking down at their phones. Oh, my God. And one of them went right through the stop sign. I mean, didn't even know there was a stop sign there at an intersection. Just went right on through while oh she was boy. texting and stuff like oh that. Oh, boy. That's not dying from a selfie, but it's a seri- similar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I, I to... like backing off cliffs because that's cartoonish, but I'm hoping you get to my favorite. Um, being knocked to the ground by waves is the other big one. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. And drown. Yeah. Yeah, what's your favorite? Oh, that's sad. Oh, when people get really close to big, nasty animals oh. at national parks <laughs> right. and get gored by a buffalo or <laughs> trampled by an elephant or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's a good one. That's my favorite. The I, guy who gets really close to some gigantic, you know, beast, a bison in a Yellowstone or something like that. And the most horrifying donkey attack ever caught on tape. The father in me almost wanted to uh, catch that girl on her, her bicycle and say, you realize you just went right through an intersection. You didn't even look up. You didn't even know you went through an intersection. But you know, Okay, boomer. You, yeah, exactly. And you start chasing down college girls at my age, so, and uh, uh, yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't turn well, out well. Well, number one, you're not going to catch her. <laughs> number two, you're probably going to end up with your hands behind your back, cuffed in the back of a police car while oh, yeah. you check out your story. Yeah. No, I was just trying to tell her well, that she needs to pay more attention. Well, I'm rolling around on the ground screaming from the the pepper spray in my eyes. Right. Trying to explain what happened there. I was not running down I was down trying either. to help her. Sure, <laughs> creeps. Sprays, sprays me again. Ah! The cops are already here. Why would you spray me again? <laughs> this is yeah. horrible. And the day before Valentine's Day. It happened yesterday. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> we will bring you up to speed on uh, more stories that we've got. we got some Valentine's Day related things. Um. By the way, just to to steer back briefly to the uh, the Bill Barr story, the tweeting story, the president's got to stop story. The White House uh, put out a statement saying essentially uh, the president isn't mad at uh, the attorney general. He thinks he's a fine fellow. Mm-hmm. So I think things are going to settle. Down. He did that with Sessions. Remember over and over again, this guy is a lying coward. I'm embarrassed that I ever hired him. And then he three days later he'd say, I oh, yeah, yeah, he's got my full confidence or something. Sure. So yeah, you know how that can turn out. Yeah. Um, is uh, Michael Bloomberg the chosen one of the Democratic Party among other things that we'll get to on the Armstrong and Getty Show? Any jackass can kick down a barn. Hard to argue with. Armstrong and Getty. What men say 
the game. Um, we had a good team. Um, we won the World Series. It's hard to, to determine how it impacted the game, if it impacted the game, and that's where we're going to leave it. Yeah. If it didn't impact the game, why did you cheat, you cheating cheater? That's the owner of the Astros. No, nobody's buying that, by the way. What uh, a joke. That is what... Listen, here's a little advice. I've been around <laughs> the block once or twice. If that's all you got, don't say anything. Well, we don't know uh, how it impacted the games. We had a good team. No, you cheated more than anybody's ever cheated, and you're a pariah and a villain. That's not, that's just a... sit there and look shame-faced. Well, he's the owner. Maybe his lawyers are telling him he's got to say that. But the players are saying, and some of the players are on other teams now, they're saying, they're embar- one, that they did do it, and two, that they're embarrassed. Yeah. And uh, that sort of stuff. But there really has been almost no penalty for that. So uh, a five million dollar fine. Jack. <laughs> That's hilarious. One percent of their profits you, over the last two years. You could get one player on your team and say, "Would you pay the five million dollar fine yourself if we won the World Series?" That would say yes. Sure, I got forty million in the bank. No problem. <laughs> and I'm going to make a lot more if we win the World Series. Right. Um. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that make that trade. It's just hilarious. I I don't know. That was one of my favorite years ever in baseball. I remember saying to a guy here who doesn't watch baseball, "Oh, if you've ever been to debate, you got to watch this. These have been the most amazing games I've ever seen. Yeah. Comebacks you just couldn't believe. Well, of course they came back." They knew what pitch was coming. <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway. you um, got to have the death penalty. It's like they have in the NCAA where you lose your title and you lose your scholarships and the rest of it. But in Major League Baseball, the actual death penalty. Wow. Start to... They're adults. Electric chair for some... Well, they're in Texas. They use the electric chair in Texas. Right. Yeah. Executions right there on the, uh, the the warning track. Barbaric. Here's a warning. We're about to flip the switch. Even more evidence on the way of what we said yesterday being true, that Michael Bloomberg is the chosen one by the establishment, and the establishment being uh, the heavyweights in the Democratic Party and the mainstream media. They've decided this is our only hope, and uh, they, they're they going as, as hardcore as they can toward promoting Michael Bloomberg. we got more on that coming up. But not little Amy and not Pete. Right. Sorry, guys. Um, you might find it hard to believe that I'm open to trying anything new. Uh, I come off as a bit of a reactionary. Uh, things should never change. Luddite uh, as well. Yeah, I'm, Luddite. I'm, well, I am. If I had to describe myself in two words, it'd be a Luddite reactionary. <laughs> but um, I put that on my uh, Tinder profile. <laughs> Trump supporting Luddite reactionary. Let's see how many swipes I get today. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Where I live. Hilarious. Um, but this seems like this might actually be a good idea. Uh, this new idea for hiring people called open hiring. It's a new philosophy a couple of big companies have tried, and it really seems to be working, where basically if you want to work there, you can. They don't ask you much of anything. Uh, you got this place called The Body Shop, which is a large retailer over much of the country. They started open, open hiring last year. Well, they're having trouble getting people. The economy's so good and unemployment's so low that right. uh, a lot of people are struggling. Uh, nearly anyone who implies and meets the most basic requirements will be able to get a job on a first-come, first-served basis. Hold this mirror near your mouth. Yep. You're breathing. Um, they got three questions you have to answer at that particular job, retail job. Are you authorized to work in the United States? See, can you st- <laughs> can you stand for up to eight hours? And can you lift? See, and can you Ocho. lift? Show and can and can you lift over fifty pounds? If you say yes to those three things, you're hired. 
and you can work at the distribution center. Shouldn't they have, because nobody's sure about this sort of thing, really, shouldn't they have a 50-pound weight or box right there? And it ought to be lift that. Grayston is... They uh, claim they can lift 50 pounds. Nah, I hurt my back. I'm suing you. <laughs> Grayston is a big company that also uh, hires a ton of people. And, you know, you probably haven't heard of them, but they do all kinds of uh, distributing things to various companies. You know, it's that kind of job. Yeah. Um, and they started doing this this open hiring thing also and uh, have had tremendous success with it. I'll give you some of the statistics. The results were striking. Monthly turnover in the distribution center dropped by 60%. In 2018, the Body Shop's distribution center saw turnover rates of 38% in November and 43% in December. In 2019, after they began using open hiring, that decreased to 14% and 16%. I can't imagine why that would be. And they only have to work with one temp agency instead of three because they had enough positions filled. Grayston has seen similar benefits with retention rates. Um, a Johns Hopkins study also found that employers who banned the box and stopped asking applicants if they'd had a criminal record also had less turnover. I don't understand that, why that would be. Well, that's why I said I'm going against I, my normal reactionary, this will never work beliefs that if this is working, if there are enough people out there that can't work because they got a criminal record, but man, if they ever got an opportunity, I'm keeping that job. Yeah, my, I just, what I'm saying is if turnover did not increase, I would think, oh, that's very interesting. But why it would decline, I can't get to. You're getting people that can't get other jobs. I think that's it. When you have all these requirements, they, they can get other jobs, and they're just they're working at your job until they can find a better one. Okay. You're hiring a bunch of people that can't go to better ones until okay. everybody else starts doing this. So open. hiring the desperate. Yeah. Okay. But they're sticking around. Okay. Okay. 